Hey guys, today on the podcast, we have Amy Gayhart. Uh, you may recognize her from her podcast, the Totally Worth It podcast, or she's also been a guest on other popular podcasts like the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. Uh, Amy is a mom to a daughter with special needs. She's the executive director of Blue Sky Therapeutic Riding and Respite. And like I said, she's a podcast host. So we talk about all of that stuff. She is so sweet and so fun. It was so kind of her to agree to come on the podcast. I chatted with her for about an hour. It was my first time ever talking with her. And by the end of it, I totally felt like we were friends. So I know that you're just absolutely going to love her. Stay tuned. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of So What Else. Today, we have Amy Gayhart here with us. So Amy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. This is fun. Like, I'm excited. By, like we're across the coast. I mean, it, seriously, New Jersey. I think this might have been the first time that when I was setting up like an interview, I was like, oh, wait, I have to take time difference into account here. I seriously thought about that this morning. I was like, ooh, I wonder if that was central time. <laughs> literally, do you know how many times I checked? Like, I was like, okay, wait, she lives in Texas. I literally Googled it. Like, I was like, what time is it in Texas right now? Like, because I would, wanted to make sure I wasn't like screwing it up in my mind. You're so funny. <laughs> Actually, I know this is like, oh, you poor thing, but... I was in Hawaii last week. Oh, <laughs> love so it. I have been calculating hours like that, you know, oh, there yeah. was a five, five hour time difference. So uh, I'm like, can I call the kids? Right. Yeah, okay. Kid. So was it just you and your husband? No kids? <laughs> yes, oh, ma'am. Oh, God bless. So we've, uh, we've always said, so we don't do date night yeah, very yeah. well. Mm-hmm. We just don't. Um, but we do getting away really, really well. Because we have to. <laughs> yes. That, oh, that's yeah. so nice. But yeah, I bet yeah. the whole time it's like, you're in Hawaii, your kids are in Texas and you're like, yes. uh, one, two, three, four, what time is it? Whatever. But you know, it's really the perfect spot for us because yeah. um, we can work a little bit in the morning because mm-hmm. we're so used to getting up early anyways. Like we can't sleep in. Like, right. No, I guess my, my body wouldn't work Same. if I slept past eight o'clock. And so we would get up and we would work a little bit. And then like by noon, every it's five o'clock here. Yeah. So like everything is shut down and like we can really turn it off, you know, and not worry about and and we can turn it off if we need to, but why not stay caught up while we're going along? And so totally. Oh do. yeah. No, yes. and if it helps yeah. you feel good, you know what I mean? Like that you're not getting yeah. behind, you know, it's like that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I love Sorry, it. I just jumped into my I those uh, are the best interviews. Personal just, vacation. Hey, I love it. <laughs> we are like, well, maybe we need to link some pics of your Hawaii oh. trip in the show notes so we can all live vicariously through you. You got it. You got it. Oh, for that's sure. a dream spot. So tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself, other than the fact that you yeah. just went to Hawaii. Tell us who are I you? I did go to Hawaii with my husband John. And um, we were celebrating our 21st wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. So we honeymooned in Maui. Oh. And then um, we went back at our 10-year anniversary. Oh. And we're like, we'll go every 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Or we said on our honeymoon, we'd go back every 10 years. And then we're like, how about every five years? So that's what we've been doing now. Oh, <laughs> but so we had nice. to skip it last summer because of COVID. Yeah. And yep. so... 
we were there and we're like, hey, good news. We only have to wait four more years to come back. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, that worked out. Oh, that's yeah, so, so nice. Yeah, so John and I live here, um, you'd say North Texas. So we're north okay. of Dallas. Um, we have three kiddos. Um, Mabry is 18. Jack is 16. And Slater is... He'll be 12 in October. Uh, and we um, are a special needs family. Mabry, mm-hmm. our 18-year-old, has SYNGAP1 and autism. Okay. And I'm the executive director of a therapeutic uh, community mm-hmm. that helps special needs children and adults. So that's, we're autism it. all the time. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Time. I love it. So tell us yeah. about Mabry. Like, tell me a little bit about your story with her. Yeah. So, you know, Mabry was just like the perfect little baby. Mm-hmm. We were the perfect, you know, picture perfect family. We always link this picture whenever we kind of tell our story. And it's like the church directory picture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So oh, it's yes. The, it's the blue background. And yes. we're in all, all white matching shirts. And mm-hmm. it's just John and me and Mabry. And we're mm-hmm. like, we're, this is like, the before we knew, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and we look like I have dark lipstick on, which never happens. John has hair, you know, <laughs> which he's bald now <laughs> by choice, but it's just funny because we look so tired in this mm. picture and we didn't have a clue, yeah, you know, yeah, we're yeah, like, no. look what's about to happen. And so, yeah. um, with Mabry, everything was normal, perfect pregnancy, um, delivery, um, everything was good. Um, and she just didn't start hitting her milestones like she should have. Um, at that time, like she wasn't starting to talk and I would, you know, I would like pretend that I heard her say something, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd yeah. be like, Oh, she said cupcake. You You're right. right, right. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's no way, like I knew in my heart of hearts that Mm. things weren't right. Mm. Um, but so think, I mean, she started walking, you know, physically everything was fine. Um, and then, um, and, and it's funny because it's also fuzzy, even though we've told the story like a million times, but, um, So she didn't start talking and we noticed like, so we started some of the early intervention stuff, the speech therapy and a little OT, um, things like that. Just, and then Jack came along. Um, and it was one day the speech therapist was over and Mabry rolled her eyes like while she was doing something. And I was like, she's just being dramatic, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, she does that all the time. The speech therapist was like, really? Like, how, like how often? Mm. And I was like, well, you know, I've seen it a few times. <sighs> All that to say, we ended up at the neurologist and she was having seizures and we mm. didn't, we didn't have a clue. Um, and so at the time of her diagnosis, she was having 30 an hour oh. um, and they're absent seizures. So, I mean, it's just like a quick eye roll, but you know, I know most moms sit and stare in their kids' eyes all day long, but I didn't. <laughs> you know, I was, I was a busy, oh yeah, busy stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we started like in with a developmental pediatrician. We just started all of that, and 
at that time, um, they couldn't find anything. Like they didn't know. And Mabry is so engaging and like wants to engage with you. She wants the eye, you know, eye contact. She wants, and so she just didn't check the boxes for autism, mm. which it, looking back, I know that that was God's provision mm-hmm. because at that point, at that time in my life, autism would have crushed me. Okay. It would like, that was the worst scenario that mm-hmm. I had in my mind. You right. know, I, I just, that, cause really seriously, maybe he's 18. It's come mm-hmm. along. Like yes. n- what people know about autism has come a really long way just Absolutely. in 18 years. Mm-hmm. At that time it was Rain Man. Yep. You yes. Know, that that's all we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and John, um, it has an aunt who has special needs, Aunt Nancy. And okay. so she grew up with, with having a special needs person in his life. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I was scared. Mm-hmm. I, um, I mean, I remember the horrible things I would think about special needs families. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, it was ridiculous. Like, I would, because I just didn't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would think, oh that mom must've drank, you know, when she was pregnant or, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I had, I had to blame something on it and, um, that quickly changed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at that time, like I said, we called it Mabry syndrome for forever just because we just didn't know. So developmental delay was like the best we had. Okay. Um, so fast forward a little bit and she's just, so she's nonverbal. Okay. Um, she uses signs. She has some words, like we know what she's saying. Right. You know, to be considered nonverbal, I think you have less than 20 words in your vocabulary. I'm not good with all the statistical stuff, but um, so, but she has a lot of signs and gestures and like, we know what she needs and what she wants. And um, so, you know, we just, it, it, we started walking this journey of being a special needs family and, um, it was hard. It was really hard. Um, because people say people grieve at different times. And that was absolutely true for John and I, Mm. um, it did not take him very long to just be able to sit in it and be okay with it. Mm. Um, I was very angry for a long time because (laughs) this, you know, Mm -hmm. I've done everything right. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to play this hand. Um, and I think his being able to grieve quickly was due to aunt Nancy, just because he was familiar with it a little bit more. Um, but also too, I have so much of the, um, needing the perfect little family, the perfect little life, um, that's, that's what I had envisioned. That's what everybody has envisioned. Um, and so also I thought, and, and you hear a lot too, that the divorce rate in special needs families is extremely high, like 80%. Yeah. Um, and I totally see why. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, he didn't grieve as much as I did. So he obviously didn't love her as much as I did. 
Right. Totally. Totally. You you start playing those games and you know, he was the breadwinner. So yeah, he was gone all day. I was at home taking care of her. Yeah. And then he walks in and you know, he hung the moon and I'm like, uh, Hello, who has wiped you all day long? You right. know what I mean? Totally, so we, totally. We started playing, I started playing those games in my mind. Mm-hmm. But it's also due to being a stay-at-home mom, yeah. being a young mom, um, being exhausted. I was exhausted. And it's funny because um, Jack, my son, my 16-year-old, he'll ask us questions about his childhood. And I'm like, buddy, like, <laughs> I don't remember anything. I mean, you're going to have to look it up. Yeah, I don't like go check sure. your baby book. And he yeah. goes and gets his baby book and it's empty. I'm like, I, you know, I bought the book. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I had good intentions, good intentions. Yeah, but he was like, what shows did I like to watch? And I'm like, I don't know, son. Like, I, I'm sorry, buddy. Like, we'll make it up to you, like in your 30s, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) But so we didn't have an autism diagnosis until about two years ago. Oh, my. So she so she's 18 now. So for 16 years of life, you just kind of thought she has seizures, which is causing her to be delayed. Yeah. Yeah. And so and we didn't know at that time if she would catch up. Yeah, You know, because when she was first diagnosed, you know, with the seizure disorder, um, they were like, there's a good chance she could grow out of these. Okay. And okay. so we're like, okay, there's so hope. she can grow out of the seizures, then she could start catching up. You know, mm-hmm. there was always that sense of hope of normalcy for me. Yeah, totally. Until two years ago. Um, so we had the same neurologist for 13, 14 years. Yeah. Right. Or I guess, yeah, 13 years. Um, and he retired. And so a new neurologist, a new neurologist took over his practice. And I will always, t- you know, people are like, well, why did, you know, why'd you choose to stick with him? Well, you know why? Because I knew the nurses. Yeah. And oh, the nurses make or break. Everything. Yes. They make or break everything. And so I know Donnie. Donnie's going to take care of me. You totally. know, she, when I call and say we need medicine and no, I didn't plan ahead and I need it in the next hour, you know, those are the people, those are the heroes. Um, and I, so I tell any special needs family, like when you feel comfortable with the nurses, you're in the right spot. Um, and so this guy was like, Hey, I'm so sorry, but I, I really want to start over with her diagnosis. And I'm like, oh, you're going to uh, be kidding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because for you to understand, like us getting into a doctor's office is a covert operation. Like there is all sorts of bribery that takes place. There's all sorts of physical exertion of us physically getting her in the space, you know? So I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So he ordered another EEG, which is where they stick the probe. That's what, you know, looks for seizures. And, um, I almost said there, have you ever watched the, um, or listened to the podcast smartless? No. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. It's Sean Hayes. It's Jason Bateman and it's it's Will Arnett. And so they talk about, um, they interview guests or whatever, but whenever they're talking like the business, like 
Sean Hayes always breaks it down for Tracy in Wisconsin. That's what he <laughs> So I just broke down an EEG for Tracy in Wisconsin. Love it. Um, anyway, so EEG, but then he also wanted to do um, the genetic testing again. Mm. And we're like, dude. Like, why are we starting over? Hello. We've done this three times. Like, we've done this three times. And I didn't know at the time, but he just kind of had a hunch. Yeah. Right. Um, And so the first time we met with him, um, he said, so when did y'all get the autism diagnosis? Mm. And I said, what? John and I were like, huh? Mm. And he said, well, this is what we're dealing with. And we were just like, okay. How and did it's that funny. Feel? Well, you know what? It was so funny the way John and I handled it differently. It shook John. Mm. And for me, I'm like, yes, we have a right. Guy. You know, because, it, it, and if you're a special needs parent, you know, like there's so much paperwork and hoops we have to jump through. And you've got to be on this waiting list and this waiting list. And you've got to have these diagnoses here and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm the one that does all that paperwork. Of course. So I know that an autism diagnosis is only going to help me. True. It's going, it's going to provide her more services. Yeah. Um, because it checks a box. Isn't yeah. It? When you can check more of the boxes, the more services that become available to you. Okay. With yeah. him, it was just like, he just wasn't ready for it. And I think I knew because I work with people with autism all the time. And other than the eye contact and the engaging and stuff like that, she's totally, she totally has autism, you know? Right. So I think I, I think we always knew that it just kind of hit him a little bit harder. It was just kind of weird to hear it from a doctor. Cause I guess he's yeah. still holding on to hope. Like one day the seizures could stop. I don't know. No, I don't think that. Okay. I think it was just like, he has to be prepared for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't, we weren't going into this appointment and, a, you know, you see it in the movies where they sit at the doctor's desk and they open the folder and they're like, you're so, pregnant. you yeah. know, <laughs> totally, <laughs> or totally. something like that. And that's, we weren't prepared for that. So it just kind of took him by surprise. Um, and so it was harder for him. And, um, it, it was a relief for me, like finally, which you can see now, if that was 13 years ago, I would have been, I, I would have been done. Like that would have completely shattered me. Um, yeah. So it was like a good time for you to get that diagnosis. So it's like, I like, you said that at the beginning, I think that's really interesting. It was almost like a kindness of the Lord to yes. have not given you that diagnosis early on because it would have been more crushing to you then. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's interesting. Um, it would have, because he knew, he knows what I need. And he knew that I needed that hope of, of um, normalcy, I could say, um, to get me through those very exhausting and tiring times of aggression, uh, you know, it, it's just unthinkable. Like the things that our families like ours physically have to go through. Um, 
you know, because she will bite, she will pull your hair, she will hit, you know, and those are things that you don't, it's funny that every time something happens, I'm like, why is this still hurting my feelings? Like Mm, I still get my feelings hurt and, um, I'm getting better at it. I promise. But when we did the genetic testing, Mm -hmm. um, they actually found a gene mutation. Wow. And it was one that had just recently been discovered, like <sighs> since the last genetic. So that's where the Syngap-1 okay. um, comes in. And like the five major characteristics of Syngap is autism. Okay. Is aggressive behaviors. Is, I'm trying to think of them, like IDD, um, seizures, and extremely high pain tolerance, which Mabry has. And Interesting. so- it was just, it was so, I don't even really know the word for it. It wasn't like refreshed, but like, so I go on the Facebook page and instead of just being Mabry, there's 500 Mabrys. Yeah. That look very similar. Mm. All of the stories are very similar. And it was just kind of like, we're not alone. Yeah. You know? And it's hard because in that group, like Mabry's one of the oldest ones because this gene has just, you know, they had just figured this out. I think in like, maybe like 2010. Wow. So yeah, very recent. And at that time, unless we, the only reason we did a genetic test is because this doctor wanted it. Right. We weren't, we were done searching. Totally. Yeah. We were like, Okay, here's the here's the hand we've been dealt. So totally, let's play it. Let's play the hell out of these, you know, out of this. Yeah, hand. yeah. And um, so we were done searching, and so we're very careful about what we share with that group because we don't want parents to lose hope, you know, like I needed at the time, you know. And so, because some people might think that their kid ending up like Mabry isn't a good outcome, you know? Right. Yeah. So we're very sensitive to where those parents are in their journey um, and try to be very careful about what we share and mm. all of that. But I think her out, <laughs> that outcome's pretty amazing because yeah. she's, she is hysterical. Yeah. She uh, <laughs> is so fun. Oh my gosh. She's so funny. Um, and just like, she's the best. She really is the best. Mm. I love to hear that. You know, I I had told you before we started recording, my husband, Scott and his sisters grew up with, um, their sister Bambi who had severe cerebral palsy. So she, she was never able to walk and, or talk Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And they talk about how they are who they are today because of her. And Mm -hmm. when she was born and when they discovered that, you know, she had delays and things like that, a doctor said to my mother-in-law and father-in-law, you know, this child is never going to be a contributing member of society. Like essentially like you should stick her in a home. Like this isn't going anywhere. And she, my sister-in-law said it so beautifully on the interview. She said, you know, Bambi grew up to have a bigger ministry than any of us. People like true. people saw Jesus because of her, like people's absolutely. lives were changed because of her. So like God knew exactly what he was doing when he made Bambi, absolutely, you know, and like that wasn't a mistake, you know, and I think yeah. that that's so beautiful. And I can tell that you obviously, you know, your life's work, not only your daughter, maybe, but also what you've dedicated your life to, like, of course you feel the same way, 
Absolutely. My husband was um, speaking at um, a church one day, one Sunday, and part of his message was, you know, you know, the easy button, but, um, yeah, like I don't, office yeah, like, on, like a game or, show or something. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like office max or staples, like they yes. have the easy button. And he said, you know, I've all, often thought about if we had an easy button, like, would we change things? And he was like, no way. And I'm like, uh, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> do <laughs> I, I get a vote? Yeah. <laughs> he did not ask me that before, <laughs> but in our day-to-day struggles and, you know, as recent as Saturday, um, we were, <laughs> John and Jack are out of town. And so it's just been me and Mabry and Slater this weekend. And so having Mabry solo for a long amount of time is exhausting. And um, she was having a rage mm. or a little meltdown and she ended up breaking her tooth. Like she looks like a hillbilly. I mean, it's just, and I'm sitting here going, Oh Lord, you know, and I'm like, where's the easy button. And then I have to think about all the lives that have been impacted Mm. because of her. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, (laughs) I won't hit the button. Um, That's beautiful. But it's hard. It's a hard question. It's, it, it's a hard thing to think about. Like, would you change it? And right. the, the easy answer is, oh no. But then there's days I'm like, yeah, where, where is, where it? is the it? button? Yeah, yeah. Give me that button. Where, where's the reset? Yeah. So it, it's, it's something that it, it's putting into reality. Um, God's plan is yeah. bigger than your plan and totally. your comfort and your ease. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you know, can you talk to me a little bit about like the isolation that you felt, mm. especially when Mabry was really young, that I'm sure a lot of parents that have children with special needs feel like, what is that like? Yeah. yeah. You know, now it's, it's gotten because of telling stories and doing things like that, that isolation has become more well-known, but at that time, like we couldn't go anywhere. I literally would drive in the car with her for hours. I still do that. We've driven so much this weekend and it's because we, you know, there's not anywhere that I can really take her in public by myself because if she doesn't want to go in, she's just going to sit on the ground and I can't move her. You know? Yeah. She's an adult Um, now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's stronger than me. (laughs) (laughs) She's bigger than me, you know? Um, so it is very isolating and, um, you know, we do have some friends and it, and it, it's hard because friends come and go and you see it happen. There's rotations because it's hard being friends with us. It just is. If you want to see us, like you're going to have to come sit on our couch on a Friday right. night. Yeah. We're not going out to, yeah, you're going to have to come with us. Cause yeah, we can get a sitter, but you know, at $20 an hour, like that's super that's expensive no joke. for us to go somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they know, like <laughs> you have to come over to our place and she might come out of the bathroom naked, you know, right. You just yeah, never, yeah, yeah. you just never, you don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> Ask the poor guy who delivered an edible arrangement the other day. Mm-mm. <laughs> 
he dropped it off on the front porch and we have a glass front door. Yeah. And Mabry was just standing there butt naked. I was like, oh. <laughs> they, I told John, I was like, how many times has he told that story today? Yeah, you right. know, like, <laughs> um, oh, uh, what to deliver and uh, Oh my you know, goodness. But it's just hard because like I said, it's hard being friends with us. Yeah. And, you know, we have our, our dear, dear, dear friends, um, that know what we're dealing with and family. Um, but it's still not easy. It's just, it's not convenient. And, um, and sometimes people just, they just don't want to do it, you know? Um, and I say, we always, people always used to ask like, what do you need? And we're like, we need a break. We need a break. Like just come, you know what? We don't even want that anymore. We just want people to come and sit in the messy with us, you know, just come and sit and just experience what we experience. And, you know, yeah, maybe we can't go to that barbecue, but we'd still would love to be invited, you know, because people think that they're doing a favor by not inviting us so that we, you know, because they knew, know it would be hard or impossible for us to come, but we still want to be invited, you know, and that's what it's super hard and it's hard for us. And we've gotten better at it, but, um, it really did hurt our feelings for a very long time. And I would look at John and I'd just be like, it's me and you till the wheels fall off. And he goes, we have changed those wheels 500 times (laughs) and we're still going. Yeah. I mean, we just have to be okay with that. And you know, Mm -hmm. when you think about it from the boys perspective, yeah, you know, we don't have the ideal house for all the teenagers to come to. Right. You know, we don't have have their friends over. Yeah. Yeah. And so they go other places a lot. Um, and so that's hard too, because we want to be a part of that. We want to know totally. your friends well. And, um, you know, right now we're not able to attend church together because Mabry won't go in the building. Um, okay. so that, you know, it's just things like that, that people may not think about. So we rotate, you know, I'll take the boys one week, John will take the boys one week. And it's just things like that though, that we can't, um, do together that, go out to eat. That's not a thing. Yeah. No. Like Mm -hmm. it's been over, it's probably been a year and a half since we've taken the whole family somewhere to eat. It just doesn't happen. Um, so again, we just make the best of it and we keep inviting and we keep inviting people in and, you know, and, and just, like I said, we just play the cards we've been dealt and, um, to the best that we can. Yeah. I imagine her whole life for you has been a roller coaster where it's like, you go through periods, like you were saying, you'll go mm-hmm. through a season where you're like, yeah, I would hit that easy button if I could. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you'll mm-hmm. go through periods where you're like, no, like there's so much good, you know, from this and we're better people and the boys are better people and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I remember hearing you say on an interview at some point, her 16th birthday for mm-hmm. some reason was like really emotional for you. Why was yeah. that? Well, and what I've learned even since her 16th birthday is that grieving doesn't just take place one time. It's a continual process. Um, and I, I wasn't ready for that. Like with all of her friends 
or kids that we've grown up with, we're turning 16 and getting their license. And I was like, this isn't the sweet 16 that I dreamed of. You know, she's not driving off in the Jeep and you know what I mean? Um, And I've seen it recently since then. Graduation was hard. You know, Um, she just graduated in May and it was, it was hard. It was really hard. And so I think at 16, I just didn't know like that we were going to keep grieving. Um, And so it just hit me like a rock. And now it's like little things that I see, you know, here she graduated in May and I see all the Facebook posts and Instagram posts of parents shopping for their kids' dorms, you know, and I'm like, that's not me. Yeah. It's not me. I told someone I was, you know, on their, what are the graduation hats called? So anyway, the, the, the big cap. square hats. Yeah. Whatever. And you know, they, I don't know if they do this up North, but here they, some decorate their, the top, their college. Yes. And I was just going to be like, right. Still live with my parents. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just, you know, we, um, we all summers are hard for us. Like yeah. so hard. Oh my gosh. And you know, when she graduated, I was just like, we only have summers left, you know, because <sighs> that's school, luckily we have a transition program. So she's going to continue in a program through the school district until she's 21. Um, but it's to wean them off of school, to move them to the next transition, to the next life stage. And it's just overwhelming to think of that, of not having school and not having that option. Um, and knowing that there aren't a lot of great options out there. Um, and so that that's kind of where my passion has come from as far as what I get to do for a living. And so um, it's, it, that, that realization on that last day of school, I was like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. this may be it. This yeah. may be it. Totally. So, I want to talk about that in a minute. But first, I want, can you talk to us a little bit about your hashtag mornings with Mabry? <laughs> I can. Um, <laughs> Morning with Mabry is one of my favorite things to do in all of the world. So it started um, on a family vacation, which was the last family vacation we took. Um, we, I just decided we had no plans. We got in the car and we were just going to go and find everything that Mabry loved to do. Like that was, we didn't have hotel reservations anywhere. Um, We told a few, I mean, we were staying in Texas, but we still, you know, told a couple of of family and friends like, Hey, we may swing by for a night. Like, yeah, let you know when we're pulling in the driveway. (laughs) But I told John, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to record like the good, the bad, the ugly Mm. and share it like just on this vacation. He's like, all right. And so I did. And it got such a huge response because we were in a place down on the coast. Um, it's called Kima and it's a boardwalk. Like, so it's got carnival games and rides and roller coasters. And, um, so we were there (laughs) and, um, Mabry had a fit and had a meltdown and was laying on the ground and kicking John and hitting John and the police were called. 
Oh, and it was just one of those, like, are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> I mean, and, and people are like, why can't people mind their business? No, because if someone was treating our boy, like if our boys were hitting and kicking someone, I would want someone to call the police right, because right. someone could be hurting them. They didn't know our story. They didn't know what True. was happening. Um, and so, you know, the policeman was very kind. He came up and he was like, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, this is my daughter. She has autism. We're fine. You know, mm-hmm. and it, but it was just a scene. It was a huge spectacle. It was just, we had driven a golf cart down to this place. And so we, and Mabry loves golf carts. She loves she loves police cars. She loves fire trucks. She loves golf carts. So we knew like, if we could get her back in the golf cart, we she'll would, be happy. We, we would be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we could get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took a long time, but we find, you know, the policeman actually helped us get her in the golf cart because she oh. loves policemen. And so it, it turned out to be the best thing that could have happened but it was just on the way back to where we were staying Slater my youngest who is hysterical. He was like, well, it's not a vacation until the cops get called. (laughs) But it's just like, you know, the stories that we took, we ended up ending that vacation. Um, John and Mabry drove back home and I stayed with the boys. And it was just a, it was just eye opening for a lot of people to see like, just, just a family vacation, just a four or five day family vacation is hard. Yeah. It's hard things, work. Things that other people just take for granted, yeah. just do. And they're like, oh, vacations are so hard. It's so hard to pass. You know, and uh, you're like, girl, you don't even know. Like you don't have any idea. Yeah. Um, and so the, and Mabry gets up super early in the morning, like mm-hmm. four o'clock. Yeah. Um, oh. and so and she just wants to drive. And it really helps me too, because if we drive, that's my easiest way to keep her happy in the mornings. And, um, so I just started doing like a little, almost like a little talk show, um, you know, mornings with Mabry where you too get to hang out with Mabry super (laughs) early in the morning and I'll ask her funny questions because we're always looking for something. It's whatever, it's whatever she dreamed about that night. When she gets out of bed, like it's either a roller coaster or water slides or a police car or a parade. Like she, she's always wanting to go. So it's just like a huge scavenger hunt. Like we're on the hunt for, and we go and we go and check on the fire station, make sure it's all good. Then we go and count the police cars and make sure they're all good. You know, it's just funny things like that. And it's, it just is funny because she, she makes people laugh. She makes people smile and and for me to laugh keeps, I laugh to keep from crying basically. And it, and it just makes me feel connected to people Yeah, um, because people comment and people yeah. are like, who cares about Instagram comments? Well, I do because yeah. it makes my day when someone says, thank you for sharing your story. You yeah. know? Um, so it's been fun. Yeah. Um, and it's a cool so, way for people to enter in with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they feel like they know Mabry. Which is, and I'll tell you, it was so sweet that we, um, for graduation, we got so many like cards and letters from complete strangers, um, graduation cards. And it was just so, cause I had mentioned once that she loves mail, yeah. um, oh, you know, and so cool. people just that don't even know us, 
They mm. think they know us and would just send like sweet little cards and stuff like that. It was so kind. Very kind. That's really cool. Um, something that I heard you and your husband, John, say on your podcast, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I heard that I heard you guys say, which I thought was so interesting and cool, that you you were like, you know, people say offensive things all the time about people mm-hmm. with special needs, like by accident. And we mm-hmm. choose to not be offended. Like if someone yeah. calls our daughter handicapped or something like that, yeah. a lot of people would get offended by that. And we just choose to not get offended. Can you talk right. to me about that? Like what, what was that yeah. like to decide? Like, we're just not going to get bent out of shape about this stuff. Well, I think there's just so much to yeah. get bent out of shape about, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And usually when people are saying think it's because they don't know. It's not because they're trying to offend us. Um, And so just choosing to educate instead of getting upset about it um, is just kind of the path that I think, I don't think we ever really talked about it. We, it, we, it was just something like we just, we could get upset every single day about something, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I'm very careful about, um, picking my battles and because there are some things that, Oh yeah, mama bear claws will come out. Right. Um, but for the most part, like it's not intentional, um, offense. And there are, our um, d- like our deal breakers, <laughs> like don't call her retarded. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, oh. um, that's where we draw the line. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that we get offended about, but because people know, the- I think that that it's like, that's not like somebody's just like, oh, I didn't know that that was offensive. Like yeah, people you know. know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is offensive. And that yeah. is one thing I think between handicapped or, you know, differently abled or disabled, you know, all of these things were like, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how they are referred to. And, and I may think differently if cognitively maybe knew what they were saying. So yeah. that may play into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. thought about it till just right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, if she was, because I work with um, clients that are um, complete, you know, cognitively much more advanced than Mabry. And so maybe they would be offended if, you know, we called them disabled or, you know, something like that. So I think it just, I think it's the situation. Um, but I think if you do take the approach of educate instead of getting upset, um, it's, it'll change the scenario better than getting upset. Totally. So, yeah, that's amazing. Is it hard for you when people around you, like whatever, if you're standing at church or wherever you are, if someone's like whining about, you know, like they're, their two-year-old that's like not sleeping or something. And they're like, Oh, so hard. You know what? Like, do you find yourself like you really like have no idea? And I can't, (laughs) you know, I, I did for a little while, but I I tell you what, um, John has some really like, um, wisdom about, Mm -hmm. um, he was talking to, a gentleman who had a son with autism, who was, you know, 
not as difficult behavior-wise as Mabry. And he goes, man, I shouldn't even be talking to you about this. You know, mm. I feel bad even saying something about this. And John was like, dude, no. Like, in your house, he's a 10. Mm. You know, like, in our house, Mabry's a 10. So it's it's a on the hard scale, it's a 10. Yeah. In your house, he's a 10. So, mm-hmm. like, in your, you know, your difficult isn't any less than ours, you know, it's just what it is in your house, you know? And so a mom with a baby who's not sleeping, well, that's a 10 in her house, you know, like that's hard. Mm -hmm. And so, no, I don't really do that. Um, sometimes I will say stuff like you don't even know tired, you know, I will say comments like that, but that's mainly just to like really close friends or something like that. I'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's really, really, that speaks so much to your character, you and your husband, that you have so much grace for people. Cause I don't know Absolutely. if I'd be able to. Well, so. and I tell you what too, because comparison can just, it, it, it can just cause so much discontent. Yeah. And, um, I have a very dear friend who, um, her, she has twins who are, um, gosh, they turned 21 this, this month. Um, but they are both have autism mm-hmm. and she's a single mom oh. and I'm, she's just a superwoman. Like just, I just, I constantly, I'm like, I don't know how you do it. And, um, she said, girl, she said, at least she said, I just do autism. She said, you're balancing special needs and typical, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a different hard and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. And so she taught yeah. me, like, it's just a different hard. Yeah. Like, you can't compare hards. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And yeah. So when she said that, I'm like, oh, you know, that just spoke volumes to me totally. because I just, I, well, I still hold her up on this pedestal of just like rock star, you know, but she was like, I don't have to take them to football games and I don't have to, you know, go to PTA meetings or you know, PTA. I don't even, yeah, I'm yeah. not even on the PTA. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, obviously, I'm not on the PTA. Honestly, I don't even know what it's called in my town. No, so. I don't. I'm like, no PTO, PTA. I don't even know. I don't even know. I, don't even know. <laughs> I stopped being a room mom a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, it's just everybody's got their own hard. And yeah. to compare them is just, it's difficult. But uh, there are days I'm like, I will trade. And I say this to my friends all the time. I'd be like, I will trade you straight up right now. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Let, let's swap hearts like right now. Totally. <laughs> I hey. would only do that to very dear friends. Yeah. And it's honest. <laughs> that can take it. Oh, I love it. So tell me about blue sky therapeutic riding yeah. and respite. So you are mm-hmm. the executive director. Mm-hmm. Okay. I so am. tell me, what is this place? What do you do? So it is just my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mabry rides horses. And okay. so we're a therapeutic horseback riding facility. Um, I did not found, I, I was not the founder of Blue Sky, but we came along pretty quick after that. Um, and it just started out as like Mabry rode horses and she yeah. loved it and she's good at it. Mm-hmm. And um, she really finds her independence there. And then I was asked to be on the board and I was like, okay, sure. No problem. Blah, 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 blah. And then, um, you know, as Mabry grew older, we knew, like I talked about earlier, 
that um, school was going to be gone soon, you know, and I, and as you look around and you realize there really aren't quality day programs um, for special needs adults. I mean, there's places I wouldn't send my dog to. Yeah. And, um, and the cost is ridiculous unless you're on one of the waiver programs. And <sighs> those are the ones I just checked last week. We're number 40,000 and something um, on a wait list. And she's oh. been on it since she was three. Oh my um, gosh. So we have to be okay with those waivers may not come around. Um, but I just knew that there could be more for them. And um, so that's where the purpose program came from. Um, so we're two programs. We're a horse program and we're a day program. And in the purpose program, it stands for providing unique and realistic possibility and opportunities mm. for our special needs equestrians. So day hab is a word I hate. I hate that word. It okay. just has such a, it just has a negative connotation. Like there's nothing bad, but you just say day hab and it makes yeah. me think of like, you know, so we call it a day program. Um, but it, so we have 12 adults right now in the program. They come Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we have a free program on Friday, but it's all about um, finding what it is they really like to do and, and growing their skills that way. Um, there are all levels of um, ability, um, but, you know, even if we're, um, so we have a huge garden, we work out in the barn we make products that are amazing and they sell them. We just um, renovated. We had an old grain silo on property oh, cool. and we renovated it into a store. Oh, And so they now sell their products on, um, well, not only on, we have an online store now. Ooh. We're so fancy. Oh, we will link that for sure. And please do. So I, we make um, candles and goat milk soap bars and um, stationery and um, fun home decor signs and um, pickles. We make yeah. pickles. Aww, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's stuff like, but it's really good quality stuff Yeah, um, because I teach them you know, from the beginning, I'm like, we don't want to pity buy. We don't mm -hmm. want you to buy this just because, you know, totally. So we, we teach them. We're like, look, if you're going to sell something, it's going to be good. And, you know, you don't want that handout. A hand up is fine, but not a handout, you know? And so this is how business works. And, you know, here's our profit. Here's our, so we teach all of that. Um, but also they're out and, you know, for the, for the pickles that we make, I mean, they grow the cucumbers from seeds out in the garden. And so it's taking it from that seed all the way to the picking and the harvesting and the washing and the cleaning and the weighing. And um, so it's just a really cool sense that you made that. Totally. And it's valuable because yeah. someone wants to buy it. So it has value. So you have contributed to society. And, you know, I always say, my pastor said years ago, and I just love this, is that we were created to work. You know, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were given jobs. And so we all want to have a job. Yeah. We want to contribute. 
And um, so they work in the silo all the week and then we're open one Saturday a month right now. Mm-hmm. Until I, I feel like we might be expanding that soon because it's just, it's such a hit. Um, but they get paychecks. That's amazing. On Saturdays. And you would think like it was a million dollars. It's just the best. They, it's just the most important thing to them at the time. And um, it's just exciting. One Ugh. of our clients goes and get, goes and pays for her own um, Manny, Manny Petty. Aww. with her money, you know? And I so it. it's, and then we had another one who said she was going to buy crest white strips with it. <laughs> oh, hey, whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you happy. So it's just, it's just the best. Um, but I, I call it a therapeutic community because we really, we want to serve the whole family. Um, so a lot of siblings ride, um, we try to do like bingo nights and movie nights that, um, because families like ours can't go a lot of places at blue sky, they know that their person feels comfortable and there's not going to be any stairs. If your kid is, so I always say like with the silo and it's a coffee shop. And um, so we serve coffee and there's a big patio where people can sit and play. And so, you know, all day long, we teach these guys how to go and be in society. And on silo Saturdays, we want the community to come in and sit with us. Like I said before, come sit in the messy, Mm -hmm. like you come and sit in here Mm -hmm. and let him flap. If he's going to flap, let him, let him stem. If he's going to stem, you know, like you come and sit with us and you be with us for a while, you know, and um, just let them be let them be who, who they are, um, instead of having to put up with, not put up with, but act like society wants them to act. Totally. Um, and so that's what really is the driving force behind the silo. And it's, it's cute stuff. It's I love stuff. that. We will but definitely get, link that in the notes so people yes, can buy. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we, they get mad at me all the time because I'm quality control and I'm like, try again. You know, like, and I'm like, hey, this there's a certain standard that we have. If we're going to sell something, it's going to be good. Um, but we use a lot of the products that, I mean, a lot of materials that have been donated to us. All of our signs are like from our barn wood, from a barn we renovated. So we use that. We use a lot of leather from horse tack um, in our products. So it's just, it's a, it reinstates that everything has a purpose, including you um, and including these guys. And, you know, it's just a place for them to be long. Mm-hmm. It's a place for that. We, every time we get together, we share a meal together mm-hmm. around a table. That's really important to me. Yeah. Um, and so they know that these are their people um, and that they're safe, they're happy and they're healthy. And, um, and eventually we want to be able to do housing options there. Um, and we're, we're looking at that hopefully in the near future because it, you know, is along with day programs with not having quality options. There's really not quality options for housing. Absolutely. Um, that's affordable. That's oh, the key yeah. word affordable mm-hmm. because yeah. we could go and pay. There's a, you know, it's like a college tuition for the rest of their life. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Um, and so 
we just want um, some housing that those self-pay options look like we want it to look that good. Um, so I have, I was just talking to a friend about this yesterday of these dreams for these little bungalows that I want for our people, you know, yes. and I, I want the houses to be like built mm-hmm. with Mabry in mind. Does yes. that make sense? So like, yes. so, you know, say there's three clients living in this one house, like mm-hmm. what do they need? Like yep. what would make this house perfect for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like finding that and making it happen. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Right. But what, you know, for Mabry, like what if she walked in and there was like um a talking device like on the mm-hmm. wall and she could just, you know, put good morning. Yeah. So, you know, or you know, Mabry likes to sort to calm herself down. You know, so like having a coffee table that you could lift it up and there's already things underneath to sort and then you can just close it and it's beautiful, you know, but just having it perfect for them and for what they need. Yes. Um, that's my long-term dream. <laughs> so oh. well, I'll keep you updated on how that's going. That's beautiful. But, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, tell me about your podcast, the totally worth it podcast, <laughs> you and your husband. Yeah. So we are on a hiatus. I get right that. Now. I'm on a hike um, now too. Yeah. Um, these, so, I'm recording this for the next season. Yeah. So COVID kind of put a screeching halt to it just because life at, at home was hard. It was just hard. Um, but we just want to tell people stories. Um, again, just like you're doing. And um, most of our um, guests do have a special needs tie. So it may be a parent, it may be an aunt, it may be someone who runs a program, you right. know, similar to blue sky, right. but we just, we just want to tell stories that, um, make special needs families not feel, um, one is isolated to mm-hmm. know that they, yes. they have a tribe, they have people, um, but two, to make it, um, a little, more normal, you know? And when, so when other families hear of it, they're like, Oh yeah, you know, I've heard this and this and this. And, um, and cause the more awareness we bring, the more, um, funding that goes to, cause I mean, let's be honest, money changes a lot of things. Absolutely. And so a lot of these programs need funding and we want to bring, um, awareness to that. Yeah. I love that every episode, it starts with your husband saying, we tell stories that from the outside look like really sad stories, but when you hear it and you hear the heart Mm -hmm. behind it and like the people behind it, it's really not a sad story after all. I think that that's really, really beautiful. Even with like mornings with Mabry, people could have pity for me. Yeah. Of like, that poor thing. She gets, she has to get up at four o'clock in the morning and blah, blah. Well, also she got to spend a week in Hawaii. Okay. So let's, (laughs) let's not feel too bad for her. She is, she is rocking a tan right now. Um, but you're right. Like the more, you know, about the person Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll, you'll find out that it really is. It's a happy story and it's a, and it's a God driven. It was ordained, I mean, by him. And so it, it, it's just the, like I said, the more stories we tell, the le- the more normal it seems. And that's, I think what we want is to just seem normal yeah. to other people. Um, yeah. 
And so that, I think that's the heart behind that, but totally worth it is, yeah, it's hard, but it's totally, totally worth it because here's why here's what, and like, we like to tell, um, we have one segment called see what happened was <laughs> and it's where like what happened that week that would not happen in a typical household yes. you know and so we just get to tell funny stories about you know like the edible arrangement guy yes. coming and Mary <laughs> was completely naked uh. um you know, so it's fun. And then we get to share two of other cool things that are happening around the world of good things. Yeah. Um, so it's fun. It's fun. That's and we awesome. hope to be back. I don't know when, but I hope in the fall. I hope in the fall, once we get kiddos back in school. Oh yeah. I love it that you yeah. obviously like only having talked to you for like an hour in my life, I can tell your home is probably filled with laughter that you guys are able to laugh it off when stuff happens that is hard. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. You have to. Yeah. Because come on, it's funny. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like (laughs) that poor edible arrangement guy, his life has changed forever, forever, forever. (laughs) But he's going to have a good story (laughs) to share at parties. And who knows? I mean, it could have made his day. Who knows? Totally. Absolutely. Um, But laughter is by far the best medicine that is for sure because it we you know one day we were all out in the pool swimming and this was several years ago so jack was much younger than he is now but um mavery was doing something funny and he's just like mary i'm so glad you're not normal (laughs) and i was like that's the best like that's so funny because our lives would be completely totally different. different Yeah. Yes. Um, but he was because we were hysterical laughing at her. Yeah. 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 But he was just like, I'm so glad you're not normal. And I'm like, uh, I'm, our boys are going to be better humans because yes. of Mabry. Yeah. And so that's what we hope that, um, that she just makes people better. You oh, know? Yeah. Absolutely. So that, I mean, that's our goal. That's our hope. That's our prayer. So. Oh, my husband says all the time that, you know, he is who he is because of his sister. And I see that, you know, being married to him, you know, like, and it's, it does. I really feel yeah. like, you know, your family has gone through harder things than a lot of people. But at the same time, yeah. I think that your boys will be better men because of her. They're going to be amazing husbands. So ladies, yeah, go follow Jack Gayhart. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Slater oh, does, I love it. Slater does not have social media yet. And that is by design because we don't know what he would say. <laughs> he, we always say he's, he could be president one day. We always say um, Slater for president. For I sure. love it. Because then it lives he's, forever on the internet was, once you post right. it. So protect, <laughs> protect his reputation. That's right. We got to do that now. I love that. We're, we're, we're ready for that 2044 campaign. All right. Hey, <laughs> I will donate. Just yes. post whatever and I'll donate. Hey guys, he's still looking for a running mate too. So. All right. So <laughs> submit requests. <laughs> That's right. We got it. In the show notes, we will link your Instagram, your the store for Blue Sky. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know what, guys, check back in a few years and we'll make sure to have, you know, Slater's campaign. Up there. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I love it. Before awesome. we go, you're reading yeah. the four wins right now, right? 
I will be completely honest with you. So I read four books while I was in Maui. Oh, okay. good for you. Four. And I started, <laughs> I had started um, Four Winds before we left. Okay. Because I, I listen to podcasts or when I'm driving Mabry around. Yeah, yeah. Um, or to audiobooks. And so I had started it before we left. And then I put it on on the plane ride home. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. I think I might have missed some of it. So I might have to go back and that re-listen. To me all the but, time. So how far in are you? I'm only like one chapter in. So I'm oh. like, I'm very, very early in. So well, we will, I love we'll be Kristen on this journey. Hannah. Oh my gosh. I love Kristen Hannah. She can do no wrong. Um, no. So she is, she's great. So I, I think I need to back it up a little bit. Back make it up sure I didn't miss Back yeah. that thing up. Back it up. I was nervous <laughs> to start it because like, I'm going to tell you the Nightingale, one of the best books I've ever read, but like, mess me up. but like, I was like depressed for like a week after. Did you read, um, The Great Alone? It's, I think it's my number one favorite book, like in my life. Yeah. 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 It's it was such really a good, good book. I it love was that book. really good. Yeah. People are like, how do you have time to read? I'm like, Everyone because has time to, to listen to stuff. Yeah. Well, I, and but I love the feel of a book. Like yeah, I like yeah, having yeah, a yeah. book. Audio books aren't the best for me. I did listen to Matthew McConaughey though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Read his book. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I did listen to that one because that was just fun to listen to. I love it. But I do like the feel of a good book. So. Yes, that is true. That is true. I like yeah. a good book. Oh, well, this has been like beyond fun. Honestly, I could talk to you all day. I have like a thousand other things I could say. I I don't even feel like I've said anything. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, you're amazing. (laughs) We, this has like been phenomenal. You are so fun. Thank you so so much for taking time. Hey, you are a busy lady. Like you really are. And you took a time out of your day to talk to me. You don't even know me. I appreciate it. Hey, look. Ask, ask John. I can talk about this stuff all day long. So Love you better it. be glad you're cutting me off. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you. We appreciate it so much. Thank you, Caitlin. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CaitlinElliott.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you want to toss us a five-star rating, I would love you forever. Check us out next week for another new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at so.what.else. Editing and all that stuff by Matt Carpenter with Parable Productions.